Jackson is Lacey Skulls from VH1's Rock of Love. And this is Talk of Love, the new podcast. This isn't just reality, this is real life. Hey everyone, it's Lacey motherfucking Skulls, and this is Talk of Love episode 46. I am so, so excited, you guys, because the Talk of Love YouTube channel has just surpassed 9,000 subscribers. That is huge. I'm so excited about that. I'm so grateful to you guys. You know, the podcast has been in existence for less than a year. And I just watch every month as you guys are showing your support and subscribing and liking and all that stuff and just making this podcast continue to grow. So I'm I'm really stoked about that, you guys. I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who have subscribed and who have, you know, clicked the, the thumbs up and who have shared and who have commented. I mean, you guys are just the best. I appreciate you all so much. And uh, with that said, let, let's get that subscription number to 10,000. Let's do it. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button. And you can also take the URL and share that with your friends on Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, or wherever you think that people would be interested in um, in Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, all the VH1 of Love shows. Definitely share the podcast with them. But anyway, yeah, 9,000 subscribers. I'm, I'm super stoked about that, you guys. Thank you so much. Um, also, the other thing we got going on is this is the first annual toy drive hosted by the Talk of Love podcast. And so, of course, I had to call it what else but Toys of Love. So I started putting the word out last week about um, the fact that I was doing this toy drive and raising uh, donations of toys specifically to go to families in need, children in need for the holidays, especially right now with the pandemic, like things are really tough for a lot of people. So I just thought it'd be really great for all of us if we could help out some families and donate some toys. So I put the word out there, I put the call of action out and man, you guys responded and I really, really appreciate it. I'm so stoked about this. I know that toys are being mailed in. We got some today at the post office. Uh, me and my husband got some, some toys already from you guys. And uh, we're gonna spend the whole week collecting these toys. And the next week we're gonna go to local fire stations and nonprofits. And we're gonna distribute the toys to families and children in need. So I have you guys to thank for that. And one of the things that I offered for you guys as an incentive to contribute or donate a, a toy um, to the toy drive, I said that I would give everybody shout outs. And the first two people that I want to, uh, to give a shout out to, Megan Hauserman and Jessica Kinney. You know both of them from Rock of Love season two. You know both of them from Charm School, Sharon Osbourne. Of course, you know Megan Hauserman from Megan Wants a Millionaire and I Love Money season one. So when I put the, the call, call to action out, um, Megan Hauserman and Jessica Kinney separately from each other, both stepped up, both donated toys. And I just wanna say thank you so much to both of you ladies. I, I know that charity and, and um, nonprofit organizations and, and things of that nature are something that is very important to both Megan Hauserman and Jessica Kinney. They both have huge hearts. They're both all about giving back to the community and helping out whenever they can. So I just wanna give a big, big, big thank you to you, Megan, and to you, Jessica, for donating so many toys to help children in need for the holidays. That just like really, really warms my heart. Also, my husband, my adoring, amazing, wonderful husband, Johnny Skulls, he donated a bunch of toys as well. My husband is a really big Star Wars fan. And so he got a bunch of Star Wars toys and he's contributing those as well. So thank you, my baby, Johnny Skulls, for your contributions as well. 
Um, we also have, um, I've got a few shout outs before we bring Ashley and Farah on. Um, Beth L. Um, Beth says that she is so thrilled to be giving to a child in need. And she says, oh, this is very nice. Lazy Motherfucking Skulls continues to be my hero. Oh, thank you. And you guys are my heroes. You guys are the ones making this happen. Um, and, uh, and Beth says, Sam, I love you. And I will make you get into Rock of Love as much as I am if it's the last thing I do and Axel would approve. <laughs> Sam, we got to get you watching Rock of Love. You're going to love it. It's great. Um, also, Heather H. made a contribution, made some donations to, of toys to children. Heather H. says, hello to Melanie and Susan from Heather and from me, Lacey. And uh, Heather says that Melly and Susan are amazing friends who share her love and affection for Rock of Love. So thank you guys so much. I'm glad you guys enjoyed Rock of Love. Nathan T is actually, uh, not only did he donate toys to the Toy Drive, but Nathan is a contributor to the Talk of Love podcast. So Nathan, thank you so much for donating. Nathan says to please give a shout out to Food Not Bombs, an all vegan cooking group that has chapters all over the country. They provide free meals to anyone who needs it. These are so awesome uh, that you support all this great stuff. They're always in need of donations, either non-perishable foods, money, or even a collection of grocery bags, um, you know, the bags that we all hide under our sink. Uh, Nathan says that he joined when he was in Rochester and he's inspired by Daniel Prude. So Nathan, that's awesome. Food Not Bombs sounds like a great organization and um, thank you for contributing a, uh, a toy, Nathan. Tara Kay, also a Talk of Love contributor. Tara says, will you please do a shout out to Josh Murray? Of course, Josh is also a contributor. I know Tara and Josh very well from the Skype chats. It's Josh's birthday on Thursday. So I think actually your birthday just happened. Uh, so happy belated birthday, Josh. You rock, my friend. We all love you. And uh, Tara, thank you so much for shouting out to Josh and his birthday. And thank you also for contributing a toy. Mike S., another contributor, man. Contributors, you guys are amazing. Mike S., he also made a contribution to the toy drive. And he wants to give a shout out to his mom, Kim, and younger brother, Ryan. What up, Kim and Ryan? Your son, Mike, is awesome and brother. And uh, he's excited to see them for the holiday. Um, wait, I can't tell. Does this say excited to see them leave for the holiday? <laughs> I can't tell if he's excited to see you or see you leave, one or the other. But <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for donating a toy to the toy drive. Uh, Sarah Marie, shout out to her daughters. What's up, Sarah Marie's daughters? Merry Christmas from me and from your mama who loves you. Jeremy, shout out to you. Thank you so much for donating a toy, Jeremy. Happy holidays. Jenna B, shout out to you for donating a toy as well. You rock, Jenna. And Ann C, another contributor. Um, Ann wants me to give a shout out to all of those who foster or adopt homeless animals. I know Ann does lots of fostering, lots of adopting. She's a big advocate for shelter pets, homeless animals. So thank you, Ann, for contributing to a, a child in need with the toys. And thank you for helping animals also. And what a sweet shout out. Uh, we've got two more. Uh, Savannah J. Hello, Savannah. Thank you so much for donating a toy. And also to your daughter, Brooklyn, who's two years old. And Savannah says that her and Brooklyn are always listening to the podcast while they're playing in the playroom. So Savannah, thank you so much for donating a toy to the Toy Drive and happy holidays to you and Brooklyn. And last but not least, 
Brayden. Brayden simply says, justice for A-bomb, justice for Gia. <laughs> I love it. Brayden, thank you so much for, for donating a toy to a child in need. If you have made a donation and I haven't said your name, it's only because I received your donation after this podcast uh, was filmed. So what I'm gonna do is any, any contributions I get of toys, uh, if I haven't said your name yet, it's going to be on the next episode of Talk of Love is when you're going to get your shout out. So man, you guys are so generous. Seriously, I am blown away by all of you. Thank you so much for your kindness, your generosity. You guys seriously are the best. And I keep talking about contributors. If you guys want to become one, just go to talkoflove.net, click contribute and you can sign up too. So now on to the next thing. I am so excited because I have been wanting to bring Farah and Ashley from Rock of Love Bus onto this podcast for a really long time now. And uh, I actually had them on last week, but we had some technical issues and actually had a little bit of a wonky internet thing going on. So we decided to scrap that. We're refilming today their episode. I'm so excited to have them back and I'm excited for you guys to see them for the first time. Without further ado, here is Farah and Ashley from Rock of Love Bus. What's up, skanks? You guys look gorgeous. Thank you can see me now? <laughs> yes, I can see you. I can hear you. Oh my God. It's like, it's like a clear... I think last time, Ashley, you had like, you had like a can and a string or something and it just like, it wasn't working. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I live in the middle of nowhere. So I traveled to my in-laws house to do this. It's excellent internet. Oh, yay. I really appreciate it. Yeah. The fans are like so excited to see you girls. And so I just, there's a couple of things I want to um, just like start right out asking you because I know everybody has questions about this. You know, you two were just iconic, iconic on on Rock of Love 3. And it's it was interesting because I know that you guys didn't know each other prior to the show, right? No, we didn't. No. Yeah. So you guys just like immediately you, not only did you bond and you you developed this like genuine friendship, but you're just like hilarious together. You feed off of each other so well, like as if you had known each other for 10 years. And so we we all love you guys. And then I guess at some point after the show, you guys had a falling out. And I know that lasted quite some time, but then clearly you guys are like, you guys have patched things up. So I'm, I'm super happy about that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> She's the only person I ever need in my life as a friend, really. I mean, after all these years went by, it did, sorry, it didn't really have to, to wait this long for us to reconnect, but both of us are so stubborn and so hardheaded that, I mean, if I just would have told her I was sorry eight years ago, she would have been like, it's all right, bitch. Just like she was this time. I mean. That makes me so yeah. happy. What, what are your thoughts, Farah? Well, my thoughts are, I mean, obviously it's all right because I just bought her a sex swing for Christmas. So. Nice. Oh my God. <laughs> yoga that's swing, amazing. Yoga swing. Yoga. Swing. Yo yoga. Right. Stre stretches. Yoga swing. <laughs> I'm going to be doing so much yoga. I can't wait. I know. I'm going to be doing a lot of yoga myself. <laughs> We're going to do yoga at the same time. Let's go live and do yoga together. That would Ooh. be like the highest rated episode of Talk of Love ever, I think. <laughs> but I just, can I, can I just say really quick, just to like a little PSA out there. If you are fighting with somebody in your life that, sorry, I need to look down here. If you're fighting with somebody in your life and they mean a lot to you and it's over something so stupid, say you're sorry and just reconnect because we have gone all these years without each other. And really we are so, we're bonded beyond this lifetime. Like we are soul, we are, we're soulmates, but like not 
like this kind of soulmates, but <laughs> soulmates, <laughs> like that. We do that. We, yeah. yeah. But either way, I mean, just say you're sorry to your friends and don't yeah. let it go this long. Because listen, ever since we've made up, uh, we talk all day long, like text messages, text messages, like the funny. the second ever. we wake up. We're like, did you watch this documentary? We're both really into serial killer documentaries and like weird shit. So we're always like, I mean, we picked up right where we left off. Aww. I can't believe that we haven't gotten killed by a serial killer before. <laughs> I know. All the times in Vegas, like. that. Was, <laughs> I, I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> we know what's know. up. We know all the ways to avoid them. We watch too many shows about <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, I'm sure we dance for a lot. Yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> Probably. Oh, well, that makes me so happy. And I know that I, I've had falling outs with friends before. Um, and, and in fact, I think the whole entire world knows about the most recent one I had with somebody. Oh, and uh, it, it sucks. It's like in some ways, if, if, you've, if you've been friends with somebody for a really, really long time, and even if it's just a platonic friendship and you have right. that breakup, it, it almost, or sorry, that, yeah, friendship breakup, it feels almost like, breaking up with a boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like that level yeah. of, of hurt and sadness. And if you're not careful, if you're not careful, it will be like a breakup with a damn psycho because they will never leave you alone for the rest of your life. They will just be constantly doing things kinda, to you. So. Kind of like Heather, huh? <sighs> yeah, I know. Like forever, <laughs> I'm going to be like, you know, having uh, having my accounts deleted and like reported and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in the day she did that to me back in the day when we lived together in LA that's right you and Heather were were roommates yeah that's she so was wild. in that case then and she probably is still creeping on my shit or she, I'm sure she's gonna watch this but you know I don't care I'm not scared of her you know just because she looks like Nancy Grace doesn't mean that she can unleash the lawyers. We can all coexist. Like it doesn't have to be let's kick each other off the internet or we're deleting their page because we don't like them. We can coexist. Just don't keep looking at our page if you don't like us. Don't follow us. Don't ask your friends to make fake accounts to follow. Just don't. Just go the other way. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is, it's, you know, we all have people that we don't like. Like every, we, you know, every human being has that. But when you focus so much on like stalking that person and, and, and reporting their photos and reporting their accounts and like trying to mess with them, you're only taking time away from yourself of doing something positive, you know, or doing something to better your own career. Sure. It's, and that's right. always like the mind boggling thing is like when people just get into like that stalker obsessive mode, it's like, like, dude, like, don't you have things that you could be doing that make your life better versus like trying maybe annoying me temporarily just for it to like backfire on you, you know? Right. Yeah. But that's not the way people, that's not the way some people see it. They feel like they are out for revenge and they will never stop. And that's a mental illness that, yeah. you know, should be met. They should be on medication for that. I actually, you totally hit the nail on the head and I actually agree with you. And that's, that's one, you know, I've gotten annoyed by, certain things that this person has done. But at the end of the day, the reason that I um, I, I don't get like super angry about it and I, I don't get crazy about it is because I remind myself like this, these are the actions of a mentally ill person. Like somebody who right. is that into revenge for so, so long and just can't let shit go. That That's yeah. not normal behavior, you know? It's like that movie. What's that movie with Glenn Close? Oh, a fatal attraction. What is that movie? That's what it reminds me of every time. So like what? where the dog's head is cut off and shoved through the door. It's like, that's how crazy some people it's are. It's like fucking weird. 
It's a real thing. But anyways, we don't we don't like internet bullies and we don't like stalkers. Yeah. And we right. will always prevail. I, so. Definitely. 100%. That's oh, yeah. Let me put this out there that we are the, we're a fan of the gays. We love gays. Oh, yeah. For sure. We love the LGBTQ, honey. And we all do. that's in between. And everything in between all that. We love it. We love all people. So the, some other shit that's been talked that we were saying that is untrue. We are a lover. That we were, that we were, uh, that we hated gays and that we were racist. I heard that too. Yeah, what, anybody what? that knows us think we would just laugh at that, but we'll just like to put that out there just to that's clear it. up any, uh, uh, what was it on Reddit? I think it was, which I've never been to in my life. I never even heard about it until somebody said, Oh, true. they're saying this and this. It's it's not true. Anybody that knows us knows it's not true. We love everybody. We are, you know, whores, you know, whores. We love all the whores. We love everybody. <laughs> we love sex workers. We are pro-sex workers. Yes. I love hearing all that. And that's my thing. I've always preached. It's all about inclusivity. You know, it's like, I, I don't yeah. care, you know, who you are, what your culture is, what your religion is, what your what your sexual orientation is. It's all about inclusivity. And I, you know, Ashley, I, I only know you through Farah, who honestly has always said wonderful things about you, even when you guys were, Thanks, were um, not getting along or not talking. She just didn't talk about you. But like, I remember back in the day before you guys had a falling out, Farah was always talking about how great you are. And Farah, I partied with you so many freaking times and we roll with so many different types of people. Like, I know that to not be true. I think what you're referring to is, I think somebody was going through your your Twitter account, Farah, from like, from like, 10 years ago or something where you were making jokes and and um and I think people would just like were reading it wrong you know and it's I try to judge people by things that they do now and things because because everybody does dumb shit from like 10 right. 15 years ago um short of like uh I made a post about it from I love New York he did some dumb shit um a long time ago but that was literally abusing an animal and like if it comes to something like that, of course, like in my opinion, yeah. like, sorry, you don't get a second chance. If you're- no, that's like serial killer tactics. That's like the first thing they do. Right. So that person, yeah. You cannot redeem a person that abuses children, a person, a person that abuses animals. You cannot redeem pedophiles. Those type of people. No. Agreed. But if somebody 10 years ago made a joke that was racially insensitive, that is wrong. But you have to think, what are you doing today? Are you, like you said, are you still doing that? No. And even also, Farah and I had our Twitter accounts hacked and really? they were sending all kinds yeah. of weird shit. She was sending, I don't know. She was sending me stuff saying, look, this is not me. And somebody was like talking all kinds of mess and it wasn't even her. So I don't know. I haven't read the tweets, but I just know that, that that's what a couple people were saying. And I know her and I know that not to be true about her. So I had to go through 10,000 types of bullshit to get my Twitter back because somebody hacked it and they had the weirdest fucking email. They changed the email and it was like, um, Farah's vagina or something or (laughs) pussy or something. It was something fucking weird. And I was like, what? And I was like, I've never even had this. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they changed my email. They went on there and changed it. That so, is so hey, bizarre. It was weird as fuck. And let me just say, we also support the OnlyFans workers because we're on there too. Nice. Yes. Oh, that's, oh my God, that's going to be so much fun. So we will definitely get into all of that before I let you guys go at the end of this interview because I want to hear about your OnlyFans and all that. I can only imagine like how amazing that's going to be. So good deal. It's okay. Fun. 
So let's get into um, some questions about the shows because the fans actually had a lot of great questions uh, that they posted on the YouTube Talk of Love channel in the community um, section. And uh, and I and they have great questions. I have questions too, actually. Um, I know, Farrell, we got a, we got into some of this uh, last time you were on the podcast. But um, for those of you know who are watching may have not seen that, we can get into it again. One thing I would love to know is what were you girls doing before the shows? Like, what was your life like? And how did you get involved in reality television? Well, we were whores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we this were whores. I mean, we don't we do were whore after the show. Let's, obviously, we were whores that led up to being bigger whores just on TV. Right. Well, we were both whores. dancers, strippers, dancers, exotic dancers, whatever you want to call it. Um, strippers, I, I was a dancer in Las Vegas. Um, Living the life. I'm sorry, but that was so much fun. It really was. Yeah. It was so much fun. And Farrah was dancing in Myrtle Beach. Okay. And uh, that's what we were doing before the show. Strippers. Nice. And we continued to strip after in Vegas together, which is the craziest. Like, you Ashley and I would be in Vegas, and I would be like, do you see Joe Rogan over there? And she'd be like, <laughs> What? We'd be like, do you see Shaq over there? We'd be like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw, we, we, da- oh, we danced with, with the boxers. We danced what's, for a lot of celebrities. And, what's uh, the boxer's name? The bo- Oh, Mike Tyson? The, oh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather oh. was always in there. We were sitting two seats down from him. And he, didn't like he, he didn't, didn't like us. He didn't you. like us. But, <laughs> but, high, but he was, yeah, he was like, mm. he was <laughs> nice, but he was like, God, nice. Drunk bitches, get out oh of here. Oh, God, they're so drunk. We were, t- we probably, I think the first time we encountered him, we tripped over a chair and fell into each other's tits. And then we were like, <laughs> and spilling vodka all over ourselves. And he's like, literally, like from here to this can, yeah. like right there. And we're like, fuck you, you know? And he was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. You know, I wonder if I ever if I ever saw you girls dance, because I used to go to strip clubs all the time and like just for fun, just, you know, like if there was nothing going on that night, me and some friends. You would remember if you saw us. Yeah, yeah. you would remember. We were always causing a scene. Always. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Ashley caused a scene one night and I walked back in and I said, what's going on with this bitch? And um, the bitch turned around and punched me in my face. And I was like, what? Like, like there was no discussion. She fucking knocked me in my, and broke my nose. Like, you can still, like, I can still feel it right there. She broke my nose. She punched me in the face. And I immediately got her in a headlock like this yeah. and took her and went down backwards with her. Oh, look, I got over there. Went down backwards with her and then rolled over top of her and got up and stomped her face so bad with my stripper shoe. And Ashley goes, Sarah, you're going to kill her. Stop. I was stomping her face with my stripper. See, I saved you from going to prison. Yeah, she did. Because I was like, oh my God. And then I got fired from there. And they made me write. This was at the Rhino. They made me write write an essay of what I did wrong. And I was like, I don't think I did anything wrong. I was defending myself. But long story short, the reason they let it go on for so long is because they got new seats in the VIP bar. And Ashley and I were messing around. We were wrestling. We always wrestle. <laughs> and she jumped on top of me and the seat went backwards and we were in the floor rolling 10 minutes, 15 minutes before this happened. So they thought the same thing was going on when it happened with that girl. So they let it go on for like ever. Oh my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. That is so funny. That's just one of the stories. Yeah, that's <laughs> 
one. Well, Farah, I know that you don't fuck around, and and this is like yeah. you you truly are a ride or die friend because I remember one she time is. I was in Vegas and there was this this bitch I came across that like that didn't like me, and this girl was just like drunk and starting shit with me. And long story short, she ended up like grabbing my my um I think this bitch had rabies because she ended up like grabbing my <laughs> wrist and she put her hand in my mouth and just bit down like just bit my hand Ooh. I'm like yeah, that was a really weird like I've I've had people like do weird shit to me but like like come here <laughs> like she is like <laughs> she like, was like, talking shit that? before that so you know, she was just talking she, she was drunk she, and said, she was on the phone like this and she goes Sorry, I got to call you back. There's two skanks in front of me. And I was like, bitch, I don't even know you. Did you just wait? Hold up. I was like, you just call me a skank? And then Lacey was like, bitch. <laughs> and Farrah, no. you, in all the commotion, I think we all got thrown out of this, of this club. And Farrah, <laughs> as we're getting thrown out, you grabbed this bitch's purse and just like threw it in the trash can. No, the trash cans, those big ones, like at bars that are this big, that had like it was piled high. If the lights were coming on anyway, like it was time to go. The, it was piled high with beer bottles and drinks. And I said, Yeah, bitch. And I put her purse, it was like a fake coach purse, like a little, I put it in the very bottom of the trash can. And I was like, it was amazing. I just remember you made me feel so much better because like, A, I was embarrassed. I'd like gotten in this like altercation at all in, in public because like that's, in spite of my Rock of Love persona, that's really, really not me. Like I'm actually like a pretty chill, yeah, like, really? run drunk. We and- totally are the same as our personas on there. <laughs> you guys are no different. I'm not, su- yeah. why am I not surprised? But that's why I, that's why I love you even more. But yeah, Fair comes out and like, she comes up and she's like, Lacey, are you okay? I was like, my hand is bleeding. I think that bitch just gave me rabies. And oh then Farrah's like, God. she's like, don't worry. I threw a purse in the trash can. I was like, what? I was like, I love you so much, Farrah. <laughs> and the bouncers at the club were like, yeah. And then remember her parents, she had Paris Hilton perfume that fell out of her purse and somebody gave it to me. And I said, do you think I can make a three-pointer? And the bouncers were like, and she was like, you guys were still like, they're arguing. I was like, who thinks I can make a three-pointer? And everybody was going there. The bouncers were like, yeah, I do. And I was like, <laughs> and I, heard, I said, Paris Hilton in the trash, which I like Paris Hilton, but the perfume, I don't know. You're so amazing. It went along with her cheap bag. <laughs> so great. I love it. So, okay, let me ask you guys this. Um, okay, so, well, actually, first, Ashley, Rumor has it that one of the producers actually just happened to be in the club where you were working that night and that's how you got like, quote unquote, discovered for Rock of Love. Is that right? It was, I don't think she wasn't a producer. She was a casting, uh, the casting agent, which Um, I don't know. Her name was Sandra or Sandy. I don't know if you know her, but I don't know. Anyways, she was there. I I was at Wasted Space. Um, We were doing a promotion for the Rhino, which is where they take like a group of, you know, all the hottest strippers and they put them on the stage and they were body painting us. It was Mm. like a contest. I don't even know what happened. I was so drunk. Mm -hmm. But I just remember this is another story about Heather real quick, but Heather was there with her. Like, I don't know if she was helping her cast or what the deal was, but I just saw Heather and I saw her go, she'd be perfect and point at me. And then... They came over and we, I gave them my phone number and that was it. And then two days later, they called me and they said, we want you to be on Rock of Love. I didn't audition. I didn't, nothing. I was literally on the show from her pointing out she'd be perfect. So That's they didn't really awesome. know my personality. I guess they just saw me and said, oh, she looks like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> they were right. That's, 
Awesome. So did you did you recognize Heather? Had you seen Rock of Love prior to that? I recognized um Heather for sure. She's pretty memorable. Um like the you know, her hair and makeup, it it stands out. Um <laughs> so I am trying so hard to be nice. You're you being are so good. You're being because I, I, I know I, what you're thinking. <laughs> you can tell by my eyes. No, I can um, tell by just telepathically. <laughs> she, you know, I could tell it was her, but I know she doesn't like me either. So I think it was just well, like well, maybe welcome to the club. <laughs> I don't think she. Likes I know. I just us. don't know. I don't know what it was. She saw something in me that would have been perfect for Rock of Love, and she was right because I was perfect for Rock of Love. So you really were. You were so both of you for that. Yeah, that's amazing. Thanks for that, bitch. <laughs> so what about you, Farah? How did you, and what were you doing? You said you were dancing as well prior to, and then how did you end up auditioning or, or, or getting cast? Well, every, or ever since like um, the first season and the second season, my friends were all like, Farah, you are the next cast member. If they ever have another one, you are the next one. Like they kept telling me. And so one night I was drunk. Imagine that. I was at my friend Angie's house. And this is when MySpace was going on. This seems like it's the dinosaur years right now. But um, she was like, she was like, oh my God, look, there's a um, another casting for Rock of Love. Like she was following Brett Michaels or something. So I was like, oh, and drunk, I filled it out. So then I forgot about it. I forgot to put my phone number on it. So they um, contacted me and they said, listen, we're going to be in Charlotte, which is three hours away from Myrtle Beach. And they said, congratulations, you passed the thing, but we want to meet you in Charlotte. We're going to be there. So it's kind of like I looked out. It's like something was happened for me. Not stars aligned. Yeah. So we, so my friend Angie drove me up there and we, we got to go to their hotel room. An oh. interview. So then oh, later on, a good interview. Yeah. Oh, that. See, that's how I got on there. Yeah. It's like, come on, come to our couch. We'll make you a star. <laughs> There's a girl and a guy. Woo. So, um, <laughs> so later on, we saw him out the bars, and they were drunk as fuck. And uh, Matt Bennett is his name, and I really fucking love him. I still like talk to him sometimes on Facebook. And I think he lives in Vegas now. Too bad he didn't live there when we were there. But anyway, so uh, we went out to the bar and they came in at the end of the night and they were going, she's going to be on the next Rock of Love. And I was like, yeah, I am. And this was like six or eight months before they even said anything. So we were buying them shot. I already knew. I was like, yeah, it's fucking done. That's awesome. And they said, you're the best person we've seen. In all these cities, like that were close to Myrtle Beach that they had went to, they were like, we didn't find anybody. Wow, I I believe it. I believe. I mean, you guys just like blew everybody away as far as the cast goes on that show. I, I feel like I feel like it's a unanimous uh, like opinion that everyone's like, yeah, when when Ashley and Farah were off of Rock of Love, like after they were eliminated, like we didn't want to watch the show anymore. Like, yeah, anymore. Funny. <laughs> I have had people tell me. And actually, a lot of people tell me, I didn't like you and Farah, but when you were off the show, I stopped watching. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, you didn't like me, but I provided entertainment. So that's really all that mattered to me because I'm not out here for like popularity. I'm not trying to get best friends. I My life is super content. So for people to tell me that I was so, we were so entertaining that nobody wanted to watch another episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, I that's what. Uh, something else that we did is we realized about like uh, when we became close on the show, which didn't take long, 
we looked at each other and we said, you know what? Let's just make ratings. Like, cause everybody else was crying and going, I am in love with Brett. <laughs> Bitch, you have seen him one fucking time. Yeah. So we were like, let's make ratings. So Ashley and I would just do fucking shit and just be ourselves and be We fun. were being ourselves, just like, you know, just being a little extra because yeah. we were, you know. Yeah, we I, I there, think that's so. a good way to say it, just being a little extra. I always say, for these shows is like you take like the the most outrageous part of your personality and you just put it on like level 10. You know, at least that's what yeah. I did anyway. You have to, or you're going home. If we went home on the, on the first episode, would anybody be, would you be having us on our podcast? Would anybody still 10 plus years later be talking about any right. of us? No. I mean, we had, you had to stand out. So yeah. yeah, I completely, completely agree with you. You guys just did such an incredible job. So, um, so you had watched the show's before so you were like familiar with the characters and stuff like that right well yeah. certain people definitely stood out so somebody with bright red hair who would you be um, referring red. to <laughs> hey, skanks. what's they up skanks i know what really what really sucks is that when I got invited to do the um, the ice hockey one and I actually didn't get to talk to you guys on like while I was there so yeah. I really didn't, like, I kind of wish that I had 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 that chance. I remember one of the girls, I want to say, was it was it Natasha? Somebody fell and like almost like popped their breast or something on the ice hockey challenge. Do you it guys was, know? Um, I remember Melissa. we had this conversation last time. It yeah. was that Melissa bitch. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And I didn't know who it was. Remember, I couldn't remember. And then the fans underneath said it was Melissa. Melissa, that's Melissa. right. Yeah, I just remember because I said that she must have got her boob job in Tijuana if they popped <laughs> shut up, bubble lips. Shut up, bubbles. Yeah, shut up, bubble shut lips. Up, bubble lips. <laughs> we, we used to call her Ed Hardy, but That's they couldn't hear it because we we couldn't talk about brands. But she wore head to toe Ed Hardy, head Ed to toe Hardy, everything. Oh, wow, like, who the fuck wears Ed Hardy? Yeah, Ed Hardy is kind of like the I'm the douchebag brand. Like, no, we actually be. called her Ed Hardly. Yeah, and hardly. <laughs> and Ashley and I would go, ew. And we'd be like, ew, like the whole time. You guys, she was a weirdo. You guys, she was useless. like, listen, bubble up. She was like, weird. what the fuck is wrong with your head? Oh my God, that's amazing. So we're either bubble of you. Head. Listen, bobblehead. <laughs> were either of you attracted to Brett Michaels at all? Like, even if you were going on there just to to make ratings, as you said, or just to create like a fun show. What, like, is, was, did you like him as a person? Did you like him romantically or even just like as a friendship? Like, how do you feel about him? Well, let me go first real quick. Yeah, go first. Um, <laughs> well, so I was told the day that I was actually cast for the show because they didn't tell us it was, it was going to be Brett again. They said, it's not going to be Brett. He found love and it's going to be Tommy Lee. Oh, interesting. So I was like, oh. Okay, because I love Motley Crue, huge Motley Crue fan. So it's fair. Like we're great. crazy for Motley Crue. As he knows I am, I, and yeah. I was like, He's "Oh my god, dude. this is so exciting!" They said, and then somebody else threw it out there that it would have been Kid Rock, and I was fucking super pumped for that too. I was like, "Okay." So when it was Brett again, I was like, "Okay, he's a little short. We're gonna get through this. It's okay." <laughs> and uh, you know, he's 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 not a bad looking guy. He takes care of himself. I he, agree. you know. I agree. He's really I, not a bad looking guy. And um, obviously I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have slept with him if he wasn't. So, <laughs> um, but go ahead, Farrah. Um, I mean, we wouldn't have gave him like 
reach arounds if he wasn't. <laughs> um, now, I, I thought Brett was very um, handsome and I always love poison and he's a, he's a really good guy. He's not. Um, but I but when we got on there, I realized. Um, I don't know. I, I just you did not like have a connection with there him. There was not a connection. There was more of a friendship connection. And, um, and that's cool. And he's, he's actually a nice guy. He's always said positive things about the show and us and, yeah. you know, and, um, I talked to Big, Big John a lot Big and John Big John was best. just, I love him. John. Big yeah. John is everything to me. And, um, I talked to him a whole lot on the phone and text and, and FaceTime. And, um, so he was just out there with Brett during quarantine and, um, so I was like, hey, tell them, why don't he do another show with Ashley and I? <laughs> right? I know. I know everybody would watch it for sure. Speaking of that, did you guys ever get offered your own show? Because I know quite a few uh, of us did. And I think that their plan was to keep the franchise going for like years and years. Obviously, yeah. it got cut short. And I think that's why none of that happened. But, um, you know, I had Matt Odgers on last week, as you guys know. And he was like, yeah, that was the plan to but like to keep that going. Did you guys have a conversation about your own show? And if so, did you guys have like a title for it or a plan? What was that going to be like? Well, we had talked, um, like, uh, Chris Abrego kept coming up to Ashley and I and saying, keep that blonderage going. Like, yeah. from like heavy emphasis on blonderage. Yeah, keep saying it. He kept telling us to say it. They kept emphasizing it. That even like during the reunion and stuff like that. And he was like, we want to do a show with you guys. And they wanted to do a show called The Blondirage. And they were they were thinking about it. And I think the situation was um, the Megan wants a million millionaire um, thing where the guy killed the girl. Right. So you know, they yeah. stopped production. They start taking shows from 51 Minds because of that VH1 for a while. Mm. So that kind of screwed us, I think. It did. Well, even on the um, the reunion show, the Where Are They Now that we did, mm -hmm. um, there was a segment where Ricky Rackman says, I would sure love to see a show with Ashley and Farah or something along those lines. And he said, now what would their show be? He was teasing, like saying, like, now what would you guys think their show would be called type of thing? And I, that was the first time I had even, you know, I thought that they would offer that to us just because I knew they were trying for some reason to make Farah and I stand out together. Mm -hmm. And um I don't know. It's just, I think like what she said that happened with the, the what's it called? The Megan Montemillionaire right. guy. Yeah. And that was terrible. And I think uh, the production company pretty much went down the tubes after that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So, so let's bring it back. Yeah. Oh, I, I know everybody is ready for that. Well, and, isn't um, it because they didn't do a background check so or something like that? Yeah. Isn't it, that what the reason was, was why they got in so much trouble? There was a third party company that was involved in um, in doing the background checks and Ryan was Canadian and this company missed, uh, I guess Ryan had some assault charges or something or domestic right. problems, like charges against him where he had been abusive before and yeah. the, the third party company missed that. And so- um, you know, the rumor is that that's why there was the falling out between, you know, 51 Minds and VH1 and that just all, you know, fell apart. <sighs> and actually, I mean, that wasn't really the only drama too. I was going to ask you guys about this because I, I don't know if you guys were there or if you were, were aware that this happened. 
when you were filming Rock of Love bus, I do know that since you guys were riding in a bus all over the com- country, there was the production that, you know, and the crew had to follow yeah. you guys in in trucks and, and vans and stuff like that, carrying the equipment. Uh-huh. And my understanding, something really awful happened where one of the crew fell asleep at the wheel um, yeah. while they were driving from one city to the next, fell asleep, crossed over into um, oncoming traffic, hit two different cars and people in one car had to go to the hospital and it was like a, a critical situation. And unfortunately, two girls in the other car that were hit uh, passed away, which is like horrific. Yeah. And um, I wanted to know if you guys knew that that had happened when it happened. Well, the reason we knew it happened was because they they sequestered us in a hotel. Like they usually did, like, you know, the off days where we're not filming, they would put us up in a hotel and give us, you know, a per diem. Here's your amount that you can have for the day, but you cannot leave this hotel because they didn't want anybody ever figuring out like we were filming the show before yeah. it aired. And so we were in this hotel and it was like all of a sudden it had been like three days, four days. We're like, what is going on? Why are we still here? We were in that hotel for how long? Like a, over a week oh. before they finally told us we can't film right now because, you know, that that accident had happened. But we didn't know until it was like over a week of us just sitting there like no access to We We were not allowed to watch TV. We couldn't watch the news. We were not allowed to call. We didn't have phones. Oh, my God. They would take our phones out of the hotel rooms. I mean, we I had to pay somebody. $20 that brought up towels to me so I could call Farah's room. I was like, I need you to that, let me know what her room number is. Oh like, my God. What would do. That's what we would do. We would call down to the service and we would say, Hey, listen, can I use your cell phone for a second? And then yeah. we would call our friends or whatever. And Love then I would say, I would call different rooms and see which and hang up and then see which one Ashley was in. Or yeah. yeah, we would have them bring up towels and we would give them our money that, you know, they would give us like $40 every day. Right. I would say, Here's $20 or Ashley would. And we would end up talking on the phone. Like they would well, not the time. The whole yeah. time. Damn, that you guys were like prisoners in the hotel. We were like, we, there was at one point on Charm School, they had a guard sitting out of our door during the that time where we could not even walk outside of our hotel room. There was a guard. I mean, it really was like jail because they were so worried that it was going to leak that we were filming the show and who was the contestants and what was the outcome. Yeah. They were so worried about it. So well, they also, treated us like prisoners. They probably didn't want you guys like, getting together and then scheming or like, or having a fight or something happens that the camera missed. And then they're like, why did this happen? Yeah. So that, that makes sense. I did read that when Brett found out about the accident, he was like, all right, we got to just like put everything on pause for a period of time. So I know his opinion was, um, was uh, a big one as far as that decision was made, you know, because obviously nobody wants something like that to happen on the filming of a, you know, of a project. So that's so sad that that happened. It was sad. It just made it so that basically all of us were out on the road longer because our show was not supposed to take as long as it did to film. But that was why, that was the reason why our show took so long to film. Uh, Yeah, we were like, what in the fuck? We were gone for almost two months. I mean, it was a long time. That's intense. So basically, so walk us through it, like how it went for you guys. So basically, when did you start driving with the bus? When did you stop? How often were you in hotels versus how often were you filming? Like, how did that work exactly? I was so drunk the whole time. (laughs) We would wake up and not know what city we were in, where, what time it was. We would, but you know, I don't know, obviously you watched, Farah and I took over the two big bunks in the front. 
so we were like living like rock stars. It was all the other girls were in these tiny coffin sized beds and Farrah and I were, you know, living relatively well. So we didn't care whether we were in a hotel or in the bus because we were comfortable and didn't give a fuck about anybody either. No. Kind of like we were living our life like us and then everybody else was just whatever. We didn't even give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. They were just like the decorations. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, why are you on our bus? Like, that's Why are you on our bus? Yeah. Can we stop, <laughs> Get off the off at, the next, at the next exit? Yeah. That's so fun. How often do you guys see Brett? Like uh, every, every three day. days. Yeah. yeah, we saw him all the, we saw him every day. He was, you know, he was really nice off camera too. He's not like one of those people that's like a bougie celebrity. Right. Yeah. Uh, off camera, he was, uh, he was probably even cooler off yeah. camera. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I have nothing bad to say about him. I thought he was a great guy. Um, I guess a lot of, some people now when they watch it have a problem with the way it looks with a guy I don't know, with all these girls that were really young. And it's, I've had people bring it up to me. Like, oh, he's a pervert. We were, we were all over 21 years old. Right. We all knew what, We all signed up for it. We knew what we were doing. He did not take advantage of any of us. I mean, it was not like that. I completely, completely agree. I, th- I thought he was really respectful. And us girls, like we weren't prudes. We weren't virgins. We were there to have a fun time, you know? And so um, I, I thought it was- Definitely not. Yeah, I thought it was a very um, a very safe environment for what it was. And actually, I will I will I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, so but I'll I'll bring it up now because um, just because I think you guys would be interested to hear it. There there was one night where I spent the night with Brett, and that was the it, when we were in Vegas. And I remember there was like the nightcap or whatever, and I just hadn't really spent that much <laughs> time, like one on one time with Brett, and like I didn't really. Like I, I, the dates that I wanted was like me and some other bitch, you know? And so, <laughs> so, um, so I did the, the nightcap. And what's interesting is right before I went in, they like filmed us going in and like filmed us closing the door, but then they actually stopped filming and they brought me out. And one of the female producers brought me out and she, she away from Brett and away from everybody, just, just me and her. And very, very respectfully, she's like, Hey, so I just want to make sure that like, this is that you want, do you want to spend the night? Cause you don't have to, there's no pressure. Don't feel like you need to, you know, we got the shots that we want. And I was like, I don't know, I'm a whore. I'll go, I'll go hang out, you know? And so, <laughs> and so she was like, okay, well, are you 100% sure? Like we're, we're not pressuring you. You really, and she really made sure. And then when I was like, yeah, like, trust me, it's either go spend the night at, with Brett or go back and hang out with these bitches that I, that don't right. like me. Of course. And, and also I genuinely liked Brett and I knew that if I did his nightcap, cameras wouldn't be there. So he and I could just like kick it and just have like fun and not worry about like making a show. And right. so, um, so I remember before I went in, they actually had me, after they had that conversation with me, they put me on camera and filmed me looking at the camera saying, um, you know, my name is Lacey. This is before I got married. So Lacey Connor is my maiden name. My name is Lacey Connor. And I agree that I'm going to go be a big ass whore right now. And I'm totally consenting. and It's all good. And, you <laughs> I know, wonder so, if they did that because other people had like made weird allegations or something. No, that's super, no, I, no, think it was, just, I talked to Matt Audres about it. And he, yeah. he, he was saying that because they had like so many women on their staff, they just wanted to like, you know, dot all the the I's and cross the T's. So there wasn't allegations, but we just, everybody knows how shit can go down, you know? And also they probably didn't want some bitch getting mad because she didn't get picked and then turning around and making false allegations. You know what I mean? So I think it was just a preventative, if anything. No, that's good. You know, um, 
something kind of like that didn't happen for me, but something similar did happen. I won't mention the name of the the girl, the story. It was, you know, part of story. But when I did the same thing, when I went and stayed on his bus, they came to get like my microphone pack because they, they weren't going to, if I was really going to stay, they weren't going to like listen or film any of it. Right. And she kind of did the same thing. And she was like, are you cool? You're good. And cause I was kind of drunk and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm consenting, but she didn't like make a whole thing. She just kind of asked me, you know, is this kind of what you want? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, interesting. So that's cool. And I'm glad that I'm glad to hear that story. Cause I'm glad they do that. Yeah. Did that. Yeah. They just want to make sure there was like zero miscommunication or that nobody was pressured or anything like that. So anybody right. who talks that kind of shit, that's like, Oh, it was, you know, whatever they have to say that negative, like they weren't there, you know what I mean? And right. so they're not going to know. They they only know what the TV shows, but but we were actually there. And so we can, we right. can speak on that. So I, yeah. was, I never felt uncomfortable ever in his presence. Never. Yeah. So, I, neither did I. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, well, cool. So uh, one thing I want to ask also, were either of you ever invited to do I Love Money? How come we didn't see you on I Love Money? I was asked to do I Love Money 3, the oh. same. I was actually sent the contract in the mail. It was, you know, it came to me and I was, I just never felt right about it because they did not want me and Farah to do it together. They wanted, That's I think weird. they wanted to put her on what was going to come after, which was I Love Money 4 was the plan. Because mm-hmm. they were, like you said, they were going to keep I Love Money going forever. There would be like an I Love Money 20 right now yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. And I just, didn't understand why they made such a huge emphasis on the blonderage. And then all of a sudden uh, after charm school, we want to split them up. And I just, I couldn't get down with it. And the pay was just like nothing compared to this is our third show. We better start making some more money. And they literally did not want to pay us any more than they did for the second show. And I just feel like each show that you go on, you are a bigger star. So then you should require more money. I mean, we were away from our families. We were away from, I was away from my child at the time. Um, you know, I, things that, think, I wasn't taking care of my own life to do these shows because I wanted to do them. But I just thought with the third one, especially with them trying to split Farrah and I up, I just like wasn't into it. When they, they told Ashley and I to do separate I Love Monies, like we were like, no way, we're not going to split the blonde up. No way, we're not going on a show without each other. Like who wants to hang out with these bitches no. like, without each other? Like I, I mean, you know, I like you. There's only a few people that we like, like, and I mean, I like ever, I get along with everybody, but do you think I want to hang out in a house for however long and compete about you know, you're living with these people, you're living with them. So it's like, the whole thing was just like, so, so upsetting and so weird that they didn't want us to be together. And I just was stupid. That's weird. I didn't understand that. I wish that we could talk to somebody who could explain why. You know, the only thing I can guess is maybe they wanted to expose like vulnerabilities in you guys. Like maybe they saw that you two were definitely a, a, a strong powerhouse, like a force to be reckoned with together. And so maybe they wanted to see what would happen, like if any vulnerabilities would come out if you were split up. I mean, that, that's the only thing I can guess because I think that's really strange too. I, I would have yeah. thought they would have wanted to keep you guys together. Okay, well, that makes sense that that's why um, you didn't do that. Um, oh, oh, okay. We need to talk about Britney Starr for a moment. Um, so, so Farah, you and I talked a lot about her um, when you were on 
the Hang talk on, of love last can I time. Can take a shot for this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So while you guys are doing your shot, I'm going to tell you what I just learned about Britney Star, and I need to get your opinion on this. Okay. So, okay. so for the record, everybody knows I don't have kids. And, um, but that said, I am very much an advocate for women who need to breastfeed and breastfeeding in public. Nobody should be hiding in a, sure. in a toilet stall or whatever. Like, no. like breastfeeding is beautiful. It's natural. If you want to do it in, in public, that's fine. I love boobs. We all love boobs. If you want to show your boobs, like aside from breastfeeding, that's cool too. Love the girls. And okay, so there's that's my opinion on boobs and breastfeeding. Now, Britney Star, <laughs> she, so I, I don't have Now, with kids. that being said. Okay. Ashley, you you have you have children. Here I mean, comes both, the part. You both have children, but but uh, your yours is your stepdaughter, Farah, if that's right. And then Ashley, your your children are your no, I have, biological. I have another daughter. I have I have a real daughter. Oh right, like, biological. I mean, I have like a, a biological daughter. <laughs> I, and she's a grown ass little. woman who's beautiful. Ass woman. Okay, she's so I haven't had kids, so maybe I need an education on this. Britney Star films herself breastfeeding and then puts it on her YouTube channel and her Instagram. And she's got like tons of these videos. And based on what the comments are, it seems like people are sexualizing the breastfeeding, which creeps me the fuck out. And also some of these kids seem to be a little older. And so I, again, please educate me because I'm not, I, I I don't have kids, but that to me is going down kind of a dark path when, when you're allowing people to sexualize you when there's a child involved. Yeah. That freaks me the fuck out. That like shit triggers me. And so- Does she like blur the children's faces? No. no. Is it? I saw it. I didn't want, I didn't click because I was I so it. scared. I was the like, oh, like, what am I? The kid looked like it was like four or five. Yeah, I, I think I the kid mean, was like, it, I know like, like in the different 20s. cultures <laughs> breastfeed their children longer and that's fine. But like you said, when it's, if the comment section is like, oh yeah, baby. It was. I mean, yeah, yeah. She doesn't, that's, she doesn't not, like that. that's like not normal. And it's a weird way to make money when there's a lot of other ways. I know that she was doing, um, oh my God, this is kind of weird. You know how she stole the socks on her show? Yeah. Well, years later, somebody showed me she was doing fetish porn with socks. With like nylon, like the oh, that's why she was and stealing she, her socks. She was trying to. She wanted to do socks with sense. right. Oh, so she like puts them it. over her head and like, and then does like some other weird stuff with like her feet. So she does like weird oh, stocking. Okay, but I didn't know. Um, I didn't know about the breastfeeding. I think she's trying to just do any fetish. Like if there's a fetish out there, then she's trying to do it because. You can always find that audience of weirdos. Always. So can I just say, yeah, I think the milk's gone bad in them days. <laughs> How is it still coming out? <laughs> oh my god! I give them titties two thumbs down. <laughs> if I had four hands, I'd give them titties four thumbs down. <laughs> Guys, I'm not kidding though. She was really like really weird. So like, that was really legit. Real that was legit. Like people say we're crazy and that's fine and we're whatever. We might be a little crazy, but that bitch was crazy. Like she was literally crazy. Like people were like, or did production tell her to be like that? No, they did no. not. I was put my hand on a Bible. 
that bitch came in literally like she would do things that was like so insane. Like the one time that she came in, Ashley and I were being sexy with bread or whatever. And then she disappears for like 20 minutes. And then she comes bouncing in with her flapjack titties in a bathing suit. And Ashley goes, that's when Ashley goes, I didn't know they made bathing suits and size fat fuck. And we, <laughs> And I was like, ew. And then like, she was like trying, like she would try to one up us like every single time. And then she got balls on charm school when she put the, the fucking, um, uh, itching powder in my bed when I was swinging on the, um, and I went in there. I said, I'm kicking her ass right now. Cause we had drank like a bottle of tequila. Didn't we Ashley? Yeah. And I was like, I'm kicking this bitch's ass right now. And I went in there and I was swinging her. She had a top bunk weirdly enough. Because you would they think put- that the bigger girl goes on the bottom bunk. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so I grabbed the um, this like the pole was like like the, I'm used to grabbing on poles, okay, whatever. So, okay. but not one like this. Well, actually, yeah, I have grabbed on this too. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I was swinging on the pole, and um, the you could see the production over there going, and I didn't know why. I was like, bitch, I'm gonna kill you. It was a gas pipe line <laughs> from like an old school gas line that was in that charm schoolhouse. <laughs> and I was like, and like afterwards I was like, oh fuck, I could have blown a, a smithereens. Oh my like, God. <laughs> that would have been like, like rock of love snuff film. Like the whole house blows up as an inferno. Jeez. And she was always like, um, what? Like, <laughs> Oh, she like, just always cried. Like it was always, she took everything so emotionally. Like she was like really in love with Brett. She, like yes. when you saw her read her vows for the, like, she, meant for it. she thought she wow. married him. Wow. Like, That's Beverly wild. snatched her up the first day and went home. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> Beverly was like, she stood over top of her like this. And then she went, <laughs> you know Beverly how Beverly was the angriest drunk fuck. ever. She would take a cup of vodka this big oh my yeah, God. and then get the crazy eyes. <laughs> Beverly is always the angriest drunk. And I, I, I love Beverly so much, but she, I knew she was going to snap on her. And I think we were amping her up. We were like, yeah, get that bitch. We were like, yeah, go over there. She's talking shit. Go get that bitch. And like, we didn't think she was really going to snatch her, but like she had had enough. And she, she snatched like, her like this and did a twist. Uh, yeah, she twisted and pulled up. <laughs> she was She's like, done that before. She was trying to like- Twist and pull. She was trying to cork her, basically. <laughs> she she screwed her head like a bunch of wine. Oh my god! Yeah, well, <laughs> Beverly just like I love her because she like just doesn't give a fuck, and that's it. Um, so do you her. girls besides each other? Do you girls de- like talk to anybody like Gia or um or Kelsey or Britannia or like do you hear from anybody from your season? We, we reconnected Gia. with Kelsey on Instagram nice. and she looks like she's doing great. She um, beautiful. We love she her. She looks wonderful. She looks like she's got a, you know, a hot ass man and she looks kind of like she's balling actually. To she be looks right like honest. So Good for Kelsey. She's in uh, Utah, right? Is she in Utah? I think so. Yeah. I actually, um, talked to her recently as well and and she's like I, I never met her before but she seems you super, should have her on the show she, yeah, she wants to come on, on and I'm like hey come out here because she said that she drives to Las Vegas every so often I'm like come on out she does. I'm like come yeah, on yeah you should have her she's probably got she, some good inside info too yeah I would imagine yeah yeah, yeah I think that she's going to try to do that in January so I, I would love it she looks incredible she looks amazing she looks she so and beautiful. as far as as far as Gia 
Um, we really don't know. We we never had a falling out with her. We love her. We hope she sees this and hears that how much we love her. And she's always a part of our, you know, our little clique always. Um, I just think she I think that people treated her so badly for the way that she was portrayed on television. And it's so unfair because a lot of it is production was feeding us alcohol. Like we were not eating. We were eating like cup of noodles and they were giving us, you know, bottles of vodka and just they were, they encouraged us. And yeah, we were adults, but that's fine. They encouraged us to get so drunk. And so her image wasn't the best one, according to like a lot of people. And they, I think that, you know, people online gave her so much shit for it that she just said, fuck it and disappeared. And I get it. Oh, I understand that. That sucks, yeah. man. You can't have a thick ass skin to do you any really... reality TV or just be out there. Yeah. Even just to like be out there in the public, you have to have thick skin because people are going to hate on you. People are going to talk shit. They're just, there's so many people that are not going to agree with your lifestyle. Yeah. Even so. now, even now we're dealing with that now. I, yeah. I, remember, I remember when Rock of Love first aired and I was thinking you're not you're not thinking that you're gonna get so much hate and I remember I was so like upset in the beginning from the comments and they would pick our looks up behind every part of our body every part of our face like yeah they were pretty oh yeah and so I start my the guy that I was dating at the time said, Farah, are you serious? These are people you don't even know. They've seen you on TV for a second. He was like, You better stop it right now. So I was like, you know what? You're right. Like he had a pep talk with me. So each week I started having like the worst comments on my page. I started posting the the, the hater comment of the week. And my favorite one was like, I think uh, I think I said it on the last one. You the world would suck you in if you didn't have a stripper pole to hang on to. <laughs> Like other type of shit. And so I started making it funny. And that's when you took the power thing I just realized over the years that you have to block. Like right now we're getting hate. Like, look, she just got her Instagram deleted. I had my Instagram deleted. Because I, yeah, they, oh, I, I had not somebody... plugged that. Applying because you got a new one. But yeah, you had yours deleted because some haters were like trying to take your shit just down. Just hitting report, report, report. Like like this. Like for, you know, however long it Nothing. takes before somebody's account just gone. They deleted my husband's account. I mean, it's just crazy. Oh my crazy. God. Jesus yeah. Christ. And a bunch too. And like over nothing. You've seen the whores on Instagram. <laughs> we were just posting like fucking pictures like our tits are covered up like yeah. anything and they were just it was somebody and we didn't challenge it like I like uh, you guys say that for Twitter Twitter will not take your shit down for that kind of stuff you can't yeah, we, no, I just started a Twitter I just got back on Instagram so I, I mean there's ways around it I just will keep my uh, offensive content off Instagram since I have all the social media I have to check them all right now I have like that it's, it's back to how we started the conversation about people just like weirdo, like stalking your your life. It's just like I wish people would just kind of just focus on themselves. Um, so we have a, a, only a few minutes left, which really sucks because I feel like we were just kind of getting started, and I'm gonna have to have you guys come back um, if you if you will come back because you guys are just so much of fun. Yeah. Yes. So let me ask you real quick. Um, let's get into Charm School for a second. Um, I, we just have a few minutes because I really want to promote all of like your social media stuff too. Um, can we talk about, um, about I guess, when you guys were talking about quitting like on day one, um, can you talk about that? And like, tell me like what was on, on your mind? Like Farah, so you were just like, seemed over it. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, <laughs> 
Ashley and I, when we got on that show, like um, a lot of people don't know that they leave you in the dark and you don't know who you're going to be on there with. And, you know, that's fine. But they knew that we were going to have it up to here. And we were kind of, you know, um, big uh, personalities that they wanted to keep us. So they made sure that they gave us a separate room. Uh, with you know there was only other there was two bunk beds there was me and her and bubbles and whatever the other girl's name was I forgot um who was it was it so hood so hood and um so we were so fed up because like I need sleep like any everybody anybody that knows me personally knows that I need sleep actually I get she's the worst person to be around when she's tired yeah oh my god right there with all my friends are like do not fucking wake her up. Like, I'm like, Argh. like, even She's my terrible. parents from high school. Like, no. I'm not waiting. So, I don't get hangry. I, I don't get like, I, so a lot of people get like super cranky when they're hungry. I don't get, I, that's not when I'm cranky. I'm like you, Farrah. Like, if somebody oh. wakes me up before I'm ready to wake up, I get such, I turn to yes, such a stick. That's my worst. So, yeah, like, I'm the worst at that. So, it was, that's why they gave us our own room. They knew that we were going to snap. So, Ashley and I were just, we couldn't stand the arguing and bitching and arguing. screaming. Screaming. Yeah, it wasn't even arguing. It was screaming. It was like, like a level of us talking now times a thousand. We were like. Oh my God. Like it was so, we couldn't even rest. We couldn't do anything. It was like constantly something going on. The food was always gone. All the food, by the time we got down there, nobody gave a shit if we had anything to eat. And we would go down there like two minutes after everybody else. And everything would be gone. Oh my God. That's beautiful. The other girls would take, if there was like a plate of meat, it was like, you know, whatever it was, burger patties that day, they would take three each. And not give a shit yeah. that Farrah and I were starving. Oh. We were so fucking hungry. And so, I mean, there was things on that show. There were conditions on that show that we were not down with. They never Damn. turned the, the heater on. It oh was my God. freezing. It was a mansion from, I don't know, the 1800s. They refused <laughs> to heat it. They, it I mean, it, it oh might have looked nice on TV. It felt like hell being there. Oh, that's, well, so that makes sense. So that like kills your morale. Like everything that you guys just described. Girls fighting, being hungry, being tired, being freezing. That kills your morale. So is that why you're just like, fuck this, I want to quit, I'm going home? It was like being in jail. It was an equivalent to being in jail and not getting sleep and listening to all this bullshit and then having to get up early and, mm-hmm. and do competitions after you do the only thing you had to do was drink because you wanted to wash away your sorrows. Oh, and like, oh. and so we never we're crying and we, yeah. we're, we're hard bitches and we were crying and we were over and then production opens up like a, a wall just opens up like, like at the Scooby-Doo mansion, just open <laughs> sesame. And they're like, come here. And they even, and they even wanted, they even offered, look, we're going to sequester everybody. So production can take a day off, but we'll give you and Ashley your own like hotel room oh, together wow. please don't yeah. leave and we were like i was like no i'm fucking done I'm she was fucking, still oh. just done she was done with it and at that i was so sad because and then you know they tried to let us know it's in your contract you cannot leave oh, they even it. said hey well, some some chick was like we'll sue you if you try Christy to leave Joe and Sarah was like thing. i'm leaving yeah Chrissy just said <laughs> that too. Like, fuck you wow Sarah goes cool get the ten dollars in my account right now i'm out 
<laughs> oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I it said, seems give like- me my stripper. She's back. I'm going to go make a hundred thousand <laughs> instead of trying to win it on this fucking show. <laughs> I was so, you know, I hated being there, but they, they pretty much were in my head the whole time saying, Ashley, you will be in the finale. You need to stay in the show. You're going to be in the finale. Oh, wow. And I just kept holding on to that because I forgot how much it was, but damn, I wanted to win a hundred thousand dollars. Like, who doesn't? Right, yeah. Isn't that how much it was or was it less? I, I don't think know. It I think it was 100000 It was different for different episodes, but yeah, I think it and was. And I do think, you know, Risky was, she was a nice girl. She was actually really nice. I don't have anything bad to say about her. And she she did probably deserve to win. I wasn't there to change. I was there just to cause a bunch of chaos and make good TV. I wasn't really there to become a good girl. That's just never going to happen. Right. <laughs> right. You wouldn't be, it's not fun anyway. Like people want to play. It's just not who I am. People want to play you bad girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> last, last question real quick. Um, Ashley, so I actually, um, as everybody knows, we filmed this, this interview last week and scrapped it because the internet connection was, was wonky. Right. But you said something last time that I thought was really sweet. We, have, we were talking about Bubbles. I knew Bubbles from my season of I Love Money 3. And I, I just adored her. And I feel like she got picked on a lot by a lot of girls. And Ashley, you said that you actually ran into her like in the, in the real world after the show. Um, and right. so talk about that we and your feelings it. about, about well, Bubbles. Uh, Farah and I, we would do, as you did too, I'm sure after the show, we would do club appearances where they would fly us out and we would host these nightclubs and, you know, make a thousand dollars real quick or two, whatever. Sometimes it was 2000. It was, it was pretty good money. That was way better money than the show. It was. I know that that's how everybody the made money. <laughs> I wish they didn't dry up. Jeez. Um, like a Britney Stars milk bag. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. I love you. Flowing. Anyways, bubbles. Um, you know, I I did not like the way that came across, the way I treated her, and I I just it didn't sit right with me. I'm not about trying to make people like feel so low about themselves. Um, I I like to have fun, but I don't like to like get them in the soul. And uh, I was able to talk to Bubbles, and Farrah was too. And I I told her I was sorry, and she was so cool. She was so nice. Uh. You know, she was a cool person to hang out with. I have nothing bad to say about her. And I'm I'm just happy I got a chance to tell her, like, I'm sorry, dude. That's I did nice. not mean to say the things I said on TV about you. And I really didn't. That's I mean, I said it, but sweet. I didn't mean it. It's easy to get caught up in, in the drama when you're in the show. I mean, you're just like immersed in it. So, but that's cool though. Cause I always liked Bubbles and I always kind of felt sorry for Bubbles. You know, I felt like she got the raw end of the deal a lot of times with the way that some of the girls treated her. So that, that makes yeah. me happy. I, and that's really, actually, that's like really big of you. And um, I know I said that was my last question, but I actually have a last, last she question. Did, she did say a lot of dumb shit though. <laughs> she did say, she did. But you know what? Production does not make a mistake when they put certain types of people on the show. Right. Because they know this person will be attacked or this person will get made fun of or, you know, it, it wasn't just, you know, let's put her here and make fun of her. It was just kind of, anyways, it was wrong. It wasn't right. I'm sorry. Well, um, I, I was going to say also, um, uh, separate from that, I'm just speaking of drama in general, uh, some people online were thinking that you and I actually had beef. And so I just wanted to address that real quick because you and I had never really yeah. met or if we did, maybe it was like in passing. Like I always loved you and thought you were fantastic. Um, so um, what, what are your thoughts on, on people thinking that you and I have beef? <laughs> so the, the thing is, like I had people tell me before I, before I even came back to social media that Sarah was on your podcast and I hadn't listened to it. And that's actually my fault because I just listened to what a couple people were trying to plant in my head with. And they, 
said, oh, well, Lacey and Sarah, they were talking so much shit about you on the Aww. podcast, which you guys weren't. And I didn't know that. I just listened without listening. And then I kind of thought, you know, well, when I met her on the Hockney Challenge, she was a bitch. Like, she was <laughs> terrible to us. But now I know that that was your role to play for that episode. Like, if you came on there and you were nice to us, how would that have looked? You were right. supposed to be picking the right bitch for Brett. So you needed, you needed to be a hard ass. I didn't, I didn't care for you in that episode, but I care for you as a person now. Aww. I think you're the shit. Thank I you. have nothing bad to say about you and whatever uh, preconceived notions I had about you were wrong. So Oh, you're so sweet. Well, that really means a lot to me because that broke my heart when somebody was like, oh, I think Ashley... Um, is mad at you or, or something. No. I was like, oh no. But I mean, it makes sense. Like why wouldn't, if somebody said, hey, you know, Lacey and Ash or Lacey and Farrah were talking to you. Like, and that's you, before you we had reconnected. So I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to go and like, let me, well, let me hear them talk shit about me. Like nobody wants to hear that. So it right. makes sense. You would just believe it. But I'm glad we're good now. I, th- I love both of you girls. You guys are just so, so much fun and beautiful. And just, I just think you guys are just incredible. And I, and I, I, I hope that and, and I actually think it's going to happen for you guys that someone some network is going to see that you two are back you're doing your thing you're creating content and I, I think that you guys need a show The Blontourage how can people find you guys online let's talk about <laughs> all the well, the views just went way up <laughs> highest rate oh like in the heaven Woo. Um, we first of all we're on Instagram again, and we are also on OnlyFans. So we need everybody to see our explicit contact and vagina. We are doing the most on there. We're doing the most on OnlyFans. So you have Farrah Shelton and Ashley Abom. And no, we don't care if our family knows that we have an OnlyFans. My husband is just fine with it. He actually is more excited about it because now I have all these hot ass outfits to wear that other dudes buy me. Nice. You know what's so weird? Both of our husbands are so like will not stay off of us and want to. They're so turned on by hours. Like it's so crazy. Like mine wants to have sex like three times a day. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, oh my god, it kind of turns me on. You have an OnlyFans and. Like, so you awesome. might see his dick on there too. I don't know. <laughs> that's yeah. how it should. That's how it should be. Like supportive husbands. And I, 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 I am super happy for you, ladies, that you have that. And I definitely have that with my guy too. And he's Good. like my biggest cheerleader in life. So and and he loves you girls too. Um, so Yay, we, gotta, you we gotta get you guys out to Las Vegas when everything calms down. And I'm gonna put all of your information in the description below this video. If everybody wants to find out where Ashley and Farah are, just go to the description on YouTube and I will have their Instagram, their Twitter, their OnlyFans, everything. So definitely please everybody go follow them. They're amazing. They post lots of sexy and hilarious and awesome content. So ladies, thank you so, so much. Appreciate it. This was the best. I'm glad we got a redo. Yes, I know. And everything's like great, crystal clear sound. So um, yeah, I would love to do this with you guys again, maybe in January or something. Farrah, do you think you'll ever get a chance to come out to Las Vegas? Because if so, we'll have you guys come into the podcast studio. Yes, because I'm going to go out. Actually, I'm going to go out and see Ashley. I'm We're going to have her out to the farm. <gasps> I yeah. want to go to the milk farm. That sounds like you have animals. Milk. I'm going to have her milk and goat. Nice. <laughs> goat cheese. Awesome. Perfect. Well, keep me posted. We're and we'll good. make it happen. We're actually yeah. go skiing um, naked. 
Standing there. <laughs> I'm in Big Bear right now. I'm right on the ski resort over at my in-laws. And I think um, I think we're going to try to do something where we can go skiing. And we're going to have like a fun little girls vacation. So we will make Vegas our stop and come see you. Yay. Nice. Good deal. Well, you girls have a great rest of your night. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank Love you. you. Love you. Wait. Bye. Woo. Oh my God. Here's the titties. Titties. <laughs> Woo. Titties. Damn, those are big. <laughs> Ashley can't do it because her. I can't do it because I'm at my in laws house. <laughs> <laughs> Father in law is like walking around. He's like walking around getting like beef well, jerky out of the cabinet. I'm like, mine. I'll, I'll Photoshop your titties onto your titties. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. All right, they're girl. out there available for anybody online with fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, $14.99. Actually, it's $19.99 now. Okay, like, I think I'm going to up it to $19.99 yeah, today. $19.99 a month. That's now. like $8, $8 per boob. All right, That's girl. That's right. Bye. I'll call you Bye. later. Bye. <laughs> that was amazing. I love those girls so freaking much. So thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate all of you. I appreciate the contributors as well for contributing every month, keeping the podcast going. If you want to become a contributor, just go to talkoflove.net, click on the contribute button. You can sign up for all kinds of rewards and make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already done so, please. And click that thumbs up. Make sure to leave some comments down below if you have anything to say or add or questions or what have you. And uh, also feel free to share this podcast. Just copy and paste the URL. Share the podcast with all of your friends on Facebook. Let's get this up to 10,000 subscribers, right? That would be amazing. So anyway, thank you guys so much for everything you've done for me this year, everything that you've done for the podcast. I, I, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you, the viewers, you, the contributors, you guys have been a huge, huge part of the success of this podcast. And I couldn't have done it without you. And seriously, you guys got me through 2020. So I, I thank you all so much. Take care of yourselves. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Satan Day, if you believe in that, or 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 Worm Food Day, if you don't believe in anything, or um, if you're pagan, happy uh, what is it, Saturnalia? I need to I need to brush up on my religions. Whatever you celebrate, happy that, happy holidays. Take care of yourselves. Love you all, and uh, stay safe. And Merry Christmas. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to say it. Bye, guys.